Underground Podcast Network. I like how you do that thing with like the, the drums there, like you were doing that. Yeah, it's pretty great, right? Yeah. So I don't want to harp on theater of um, the mind. I don't want to. I don't want to harp on the um, the birthday parties, but we had um, the final birthday party of really what I deem to be my birthday party season, and this was one of the first times that it was held at a at a like a jimboree type of thing. And we invited you, right. Jeremy, and and your kids came. Yeah, without my kids, I would just be a creep. So yes, your, with my kids, your kids, <laughs> your, the, the, your kids have just an amazingly positive outlook on life. Well, well, they're three and one. I'm glad, I'm glad I haven't ruined them already. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. You come into the event, and the first thing you do is kick a ball to your son, and you kick it to him right in the face. Yeah. Nailed him well, right in the face. He wants to play soccer. He's got to work on that. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't kick the ball directly at his face. Now the kid pops back up. with His mouth is just wide open. He's running around like everything is just fantastic and awesome, and it's just... I just, I just, it scares me to, to, that I want to pull that child aside and go, your dad is going to ruin this for you for the rest of your life. <laughs> your dad is Enjoy going to ruin it. Enjoy while you can. Yeah. Your dad is going to ruin your life at some point. Your dad is going to ruin the outlook on what a positive <laughs> life really is. I just look at your kids and they're just so happy and energetic. And I look at you and you're like, God damn it. Someday I'll die. We want winners here. You smell like a winner. From days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe. Right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? Well, we'd better get on with it. Broadcasting live, it's radio for winners. Here are your hosts, Tony, Jeremy, and Don. Another episode of Radio for Winners, Jeremy, Tony, Cherokee, Don, coming to you live via tape from the Beat Lab Studios in Old SP, Maryland. Uh, that's right. That was a hell of an intro right there. I know. I'm trying to, trying to do it without, mexa, without messing up. However, <laughs> I just, I'm on my second ESB, as if that's even in a slight excuse, the fact that I mess up every single week. But, uh, you what know, I'm it? on my... Uh, What's an ESB? Uh, ESB, it's especially it's alcoholic <laughs> beverage, especially bitter beer, I believe. Right? I thought that I uh, I tuned into Frank about beer for a second. There. I, you know, I have Frank about beer guys. actually. Yeah, and uh, I gotta tell you, they are much more motivated and better than we are. <laughs> like they get stuff done. Like they already have like sponsors, uh, discounts they're offering, like free Uber rides. Like I can't. I don't know what these guys do. How they do it? They have like. They already have like more Facebook likes. They have uh, content, which is nice. I uh, thought it was going to be nice that maybe we could help them out a little bit. <laughs> maybe we need to turn it on. They already have if... like 700 likes. And I think we have seven. I was oh, going to say that maybe we should offer free Uber rides, but it would just be you driving around. <laughs> you and I <laughs> on your tractor. <laughs> So we had the birthday party. It was great to see you and the kids and everything like that. And but um, it turns out that um, one of the parents in 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 my daughter's class is also friends of yours. And the only way that I knew that is that you were actually engaging that person in a conversation. Correct. There, I actually talked to them. You talked to them. You had a smile on your face. Nobody else did you venture out to just introduce and say hi to just that one person. Okay. Well, two things. One. We all know that I'm very socially awkward. But two, everyone had their kid there. So you're chasing your own kid around as they do things like 
going uh, on like the the jump thing, the the moon bounce by themselves. And Stranger the kicks them in the face with a soccer ball, yeah, or their dad does it. One, yeah. someone does. You got to pay attention to your kid the whole time. And I have two of them. Uh, at one point, my wife was talking to your <laughs> wife, and I look behind her, and my three year old is on this ladder, <laughs> like six feet off the ground, screaming for help. She's not paying attention. <laughs> so yeah, I was very busy, very busy trying to chase my kids around. But yes, that was someone I've known. Uh, Lynn used to live with them uh, actually when when she lived in Baltimore. It was one of her roommates. So. I also just on a side note too, I saw that look in your wife's eye. By the way, the one that um, that 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 tells me that you should be buying a lot of condoms. <laughs> uh, well, right now. I don't have to buy a lot of condoms, but in theory, someday that may come up again. But I think uh, our complete lack of sleep every other night would, would lead her to not want to do that again. So we'll see. Doesn't get any better. No. <laughs> I'm sure. I think at some point it must, right? It has to. It has to have a payoff. You take more drugs. <laughs> as, as a short follow-up to the story that you, you started the show with, Don, about how I'm, my kids are very positive and I'm not. So we get home from the party. Hold on, you you are positive, but I mean, just I'm positive. Everything's terrible. It's not really the same. Thing. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with that. But yeah. So we get home from the party. And the next morning, we have we have one of a, one of our friends over that used to help watch Elliot and uh, my my three year old. And he goes up to her and he goes, "Oh, I was at a party yesterday." And she's like, "Oh, that's great. That was fun." She, he's like. I didn't have a lot of friends at my party. You didn't come to my party. And then he walks out of the room. So you think he's very positive. I just think he's even better than I am at acting in public like he's not miserable. My and he's three. God. Now, to be fair to anyone who thinks that we didn't invite people to his party, we, we did, but both my kids had pink eyes, so we told everyone not to come. Oh, man. I stuck my son's birthday cake in a closet and told him to go in there. We're bringing the giraffe around the uh, corner. We had all family. It was a good time. But all the kids that were supposed to come, we let other parents know, hey, our kid has pink eye. Please don't come unless you want pink eye. And so then everyone said they didn't want to come. That's a viciously viral, horribly contagious disease. Right. And I, and I thought it would be nice not to, to share it as a birthday present for my son. So uh, we're good there. Speaking of that, I am also socially awkward, which yes. is one of the reasons that uh, I didn't talk to anyone else at the party. You, so you do you think anyone at your party wanted to come up and talk to me at random? Do you think anyone's like that guy looks like he'd be fun to talk to? First off, there were a lot of, there were a lot of dads at the party. Did you notice that there were? Uh, normally, it's a mom thing. Moms bring. I got I got I got to interrupt. Uh, I'm on Skype, so I can see you guys. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have a mustache? I've got a very poor looking beard and mustache. <laughs> what? It's not just what? a mustache. I'm just not shaving. <laughs> looks like a volunteer firefighter. Yeah, I'm just not shaving right now. Nothing against the volunteer firefighters out there. They're just not infamous for growing good mustaches. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm, I'm not trying to grow a mustache. I'm attempting just to not shave and see if a beard will actually grow. It looks like it's really not. So, and I have a meeting uh, that I have to actually look presentable for in three weeks. So by three weeks from now, I will be shaved again. Either way, at your party this weekend, I looked like this. I was unshaven. I'm wearing just that's random the same, clothes. That's the same plaid shirt. I only own one plaid shirt, Don. I've been wearing the same shirt for five days. I'm telling shirt. you, I look... Disgusting. Do you yes. think anyone actually wanted to come talk to me? No, but generally people don't like to talk. Men especially don't like to talk to other men at the parties. The thing is, though, Jeremy's a fairly sociable person. Like, not like me. I am a one-word response kind of guy uh, when you talk to me. So I'm actually officially socially awkward. You guys <laughs> are not socially awkward. I think I still am. I think you're just worse than me. And I think I can fall into my fake work persona pretty quickly because I have to do it so often where if someone wants to come up and talk about whatever, I can fall into sports talk or news talk or whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't think I have that like aura where people are like, that guy wants to talk. That guy is, looks interesting and like uh, he really cares what I'm thinking. Right. So two times in the last couple of days, I've had 
super awkward, long conversations with people at places that you wouldn't want to talk to them. The first one. Funeral home. Nope. Not, now, that's <laughs> awkward, but why would you be hanging out at a funeral unless you work there? I don't know. Just picking up chicks. No, so <laughs> I'm at the grocery store by my house. I don't think I told the story. If I did, stop me. Uh, the grocery store by my house. Was, they, was there a cart bumping involved? No, no. That was your story. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm just by getting eggs, and I have my kids with me. And this older woman, you know, just she eggs? makes a face. Eggs. E-G-G-S. Eggs. This, that's all you bought? No, that's where I am. I'm at the egg section of the store. All right. All right. I'm and there's an old sure lady there. buying cartons of eggs. My kids do like <laughs> eggs. I do buy like three dozen <laughs> eggs at a time once a week. So, you didn't so this come old to lady my party. You only brought me eggs. All you bought me was eggs, Dad. <laughs> and she, she, you know, she says something to my son like, oh, aren't you cute or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, he's pretty great. And I guess that was my mistake as I said something back in return. Because then she's like, you know, I had four <laughs> kids. I'm like, uh-oh. And then she keeps going on and on about her family or whatever. And it gets to where it looks like a break after about two minutes of conversation, which in a grocery store is two minutes longer than I want to talk to anybody. I want to get in, get out. I have two little kids by myself. I don't want to hang out in the store. They're on a time limit before they just become total assholes in the store. So I walk away because I think the story is done. I'm like, all right, thanks. Have a nice day. And she starts yelling down the aisle another part of this continuing story about her tragic <laughs> childhood. She's telling me all these horrible things like how her, her father didn't let her, like, let her go anywhere. But then like this kid vanished. I'm like, I don't, I don't care kid about any vanished. of this. Yeah, kid vanished like he was kidnapped. And so you, then they had you had to, paid attention. You may have been able to unsolve a mystery or something. Well, so, so I come, I walk back around because she's Old yelling. Old Robert at, Stack over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Always looking for a good crime. But she's yelling over the aisle. Like, I'm in the next aisle over buying whatever else, and she's yelling at me from the same section. Now, remember that part. Okay, real fast. She says something to your kids, and you said that you, I had to say something back. What, what, would, I mean, what would you have done otherwise? You would have just nodded at her and just, you know, not said anything and just walked yeah, off? Yeah, I just walked off. That's what I would have done. Let, let them smile back at her, and they can wave, and then I would just smile at her and walk on. I wouldn't ignore. I would just smile, like a nod, maybe wave. Okay, keep going. Uh, I don't or, even smile when people do that with my dog. What the hell is wrong with the both of you? But then she starts following me up. the. Ne- she runs around the corner, starts following me up the next aisle, continuing to tell me about her family. And at some point, like three aisles over, this has been going on now for 15 minutes. She's, just, she's not buying anything. She's just following me and telling me her life story, and then she's like, you know who I don't trust? Homeland Security. I'm like, what the fuck happened to me? Why is this going on? I'm in a grocery store on like a Saturday morning. It's not like it's dead in there. There are other people around. Why did this lady pick me? And so I thought at that point it was because the kids were there. So a guy with two little kids that are clearly You his know what kids, I don't trust? The Chinese. Seriously. That would have at least... Don't gamble with the Chinese. That, that would have at least been... I don't know. I just felt really awkward. I didn't know where to go with it. So I basically had Elliot pretend he wanted to... I promised him a donut, and we went to the other side of the store to buy a donut. Now, how do you, how do you get him to, to act that out? I, I, I say, don't, Elliot, do you want a donut? He's really quiet. And then he's like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I told you we'd buy you a donut. He's like, let's get a donut. Let's get a donut. And then it was, it was over. We went to go get a donut. So I thought, I thought it was just the kids because I thought otherwise no one would talk to me on purpose. I don't make myself approachable. Yes, this morning, after a bunch of other terrible like inconveniences, I'm at Dunkin' Donuts, and there's a guy. The only other guy in, the, in line is just standing like on the side like he's waiting for food, but he's not waiting for food. He's just killing time at Dunkin' Donuts, apparently, and he decides to start telling me about his trucking business. Where do you live? In Crofton. Jesus. I'm at the Dunkin' Donuts in Crofton. He starts telling me about his trucking business, and I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, that's, that's great, man. That's good. And then, and then he starts going on and on about, you know, taxes in the state are ridiculous. Like, why do you think I want to talk about any of these things? I just want a coffee. I want my, uh, 
my egg sandwich so that I can not throw it in the woods this time because I'm <laughs> not drunk and I can go to work. Happy but St. he Patrick's talks to me the whole time while they're trying to give me food. He's just sitting there, you know, while, while they're making whatever. He's just sitting there talking to me about how taxes are really high. And he's like, you know, I built a million-dollar home. Like, I don't – what are you – first off, he has no teeth. <laughs> and he runs a trucking business that looks like it's one small truck. I doubt he bought a million-dollar home. He built it for somebody else. Either way, I don't know. I just thought that was weird that people would, would talk to me. And, and I, does that not happen to you at all? I, I, but, I, but I talk to people. But then if they talk to you for 20 minutes about Homeland Security, what do you do? I, I talk to them about Homeland Security. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I try to out-talk them. I make a little game out of it. <laughs> man, you're right, man. Homeland Security, those people are crazy. You know what? <laughs> I think they're behind the UFOs. <laughs> well, see, that would have been interesting. At least I would have something to talk about then. then I was do saying, you know Dennis? Would you like to go get a donut? <laughs> In Dunkin' Donuts. In Dunkin' Donuts. Did the guy pull out like a clipboard? Was he trying to like you know protest? Get you? Like, well, at uh, least then I, I would again thought he was just trying to find. No, he was he was apparently just hanging out, killing time. How you doing, pal? Go somewhere. How you doing, pal? Taxes in this state are high, huh? Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, it was awful. It was Man. awful. Tony, I can't imagine if that happened to you. You would have anyway just not left. Well, I had that crazy guy in the woods that approached me. For, <laughs> see, I just know, I know when to shut it down, and you shut it down with just saying, "Okay, hey, gotta run." Uh, see, I guess that's I. I or wanna... you just give one word answers, and then you don't talk anymore, and then they have, uh, they eventually go, "Oh, this guy's a weirdo," and they walk away. Do you ever pull out your phone and pretend that you got a phone call? I've done that before. <laughs> I do that. You don't do that. I should have done that. I should have done that with both. But then, how would if it wouldn't ring? I guess I could just say it's on vibrate. It's on vibrate. Sorry, I got really t- Sorry, my phone's on vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my phone's on vibrate. And uh, for, even though we're in a grocery store, and there's no reason for it to be in vibrate. Anyway. Well, no, the, the interesting thing is, is that you've ever done that, and then your phone rings while you have it up to your okay. ear. <laughs> I guess they hung up and called back. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, but you were talking the entire time. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I hung up. I had a lot to say. Phone must be broken. Goddamn. Goddamn Google. <laughs> Bastards. You know, I'd be bad at that, though. I'd pick it up and be like, yeah, I don't know. Some old guy's talking to me. I can't stand it. I mean, it's trucking business. A million-dollar house. Why not at the guy and smile? Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I would be very, very bad at that. Yeah, yeah you know, I, you're not a uh, – uh, you're, you're not somebody that, I, I guess, looks very approachable, but uh, – but when you have your kids, you look a little bit more gentle and maybe... Uh... I gotta tell you, though, the stash, maybe the stash is bringing it out. That could be it. Maybe I gotta shave today. <laughs> gotta go home tonight and shave it. It's, a, it's, it's the flannel. It's a, <laughs> the flannel and the stash. Yeah. Hey, who's Magnum P.I. over there wearing the flannel? <laughs> and it's not... I'm not just growing a stash. <laughs> There's awful facial hair underneath it as well. Oh. All we see is the stash. That's all you see. I get to I get to soak this whole thing, in. <laughs> the whole thing in every single week. I soak well, it. Just so you guys know, you guys can see me. I haven't shaved in seven months, so uh, <laughs> it's the glasses yeah. that look. Wow, that's a that's a lot of growth, Tony. Yeah, I got uh, one right there by the nostril, <laughs> and one on the uh, double chin. Oh, speaking of, that, do you, do you guys have uh, like? Double chins? No, no, no. But like Don, you have some facial hair. You don't have any gray in that beard at all. Yes, you, there's a there's, there's every, a little bit. Yeah, a little tiny in the in the in, in the chin area. I've, I've got more than I like everywhere. But I had a gray nose hair. It was long. It was oh. super long. <laughs> I've got one. Where I thought it was like a cat hair that I just like breathed in by accident. But no, it was my own hair. Are we going to go into the whole hair thing? Do you get a your What's haircut done? I know Jeremy shaves his own, but do you get a haircut and then like you see the gray hair fall and oh. you get really just sad? All all over the place. I had yeah, uh, one of my uh, my my older kids' uh, friends uh, were at their birthday party, and uh, she came up to me and she said that I look weird. 
<laughs> and then they called you ma'am. She said, <laughs> <laughs> "That's a weird beard, ma'am." Uh, no, she said that that my facial hair uh, makes me look awkward. That's that's <laughs> oh, oh, man. six years old. I mean, that's what Tony was telling me, but he was a lot politer than that was. <laughs> <laughs> Your facial hair makes you look awkward. I kicked her, uh, kicked her straight into the face. So, uh, with yeah, your new karate skills. But do you get hair? Like I now have. I guess we're going to talk about hair. I get. Do you, do you get hair in your ears now? I don't have ear hair yet, but I, the nose hair has gotten uh, long and weird. My ear hair is getting. It's coming in. Like, you know, sign of old age. I guess it's coming in. I'm it's getting uh, the weird uh, long hair like hanging out by the eyebrow that my wife needs to then pluck. Yeah, I've got because that. it's just like uh, long and bizarre. Well, I did just start getting my hair cut because I used to just shave my head, but um, now I get the 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 barber place to to trim the my barber place. The barber they place. call it the barber. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't really consider it a barber because I because the only way I can get, I my, get my teeth cut to go to the dentist place. <laughs> the teeth brushing place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I go. Uh, I go to Sports Clips because that's the only place I can get my son to go get his hair cut. But I, I mean, are they? I guess they're barbers. But I, mean, I don't. Did I ever share the story of Bill's barber shop? I feel like I did. Is this is that a, where and, you used to get the, the massage or whatever? Is this the place where no. you used to get raped by the guy that took you swimming? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. These were the bodybuilders who got uh, busted for a cocaine ring. Jesus, no! no what? <laughs> How do we skip that? <laughs> and they used to work out of. Okay, so we had these uh, two brothers. They were bodybuilders. <laughs> and their dad, who was not associated with the barbershop, it was Bill's Barbershop, Sverna Park. And it was always odd because these guys were like always like, you know, first off, you don't really come across bodybuilders who were, uh, who were working in barbershops. But they also drove like really nice Corvettes. Uh, so it turns out... At a barbershop? Uh, yeah. So it turns out they were dealing cocaine uh, out of their barbershop in the basement. Wow. Uh, which I'm assuming they also had a nice uh, squat rack in there as well because these guys were, <laughs> these guys were pushing the iron. Anyhow, it uh, turns out these guys were <laughs> in like a major cocaine ring in the uh, Cape St. Clair area. Uh, both were uh, sentenced <laughs> to jail time. But, uh, and and bar- Bill's Barbershop, I think, either broke out in some kind of fire or something crazy just happened. Questionable fire. Just a, just <laughs> a, a coincidence. A questionable fire where like the fire... Uh, um, <clears throat> The uh, what what word am I thinking about oh, for arson? Uh, arson? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it no, was no, a no, uh, mysterious. Where's the crime? A hydrant. A hydrant. Uh, the hydrant was like uh, like knocked out the day before, and then all of a sudden oh. there was a fire. Oh. And uh, yeah, so just that's Bill's barbershop. Uh, quick tidbit: I uh, had a uh, I got a haircut there, and they were terrible at giving haircuts because they were too busy dealing cocaine, <laughs> and they they shaved my head. And about halfway through, I realized what was happening, and I ran out of the uh, barbershop crying. And then uh, my mom made me go back, and they started, like, pointing their bodybuilding fingers in my face and yelling, hey, kid, you're embarrassing your mom. Don't embarrass your mom. You know how terrifying that is to have some muscle-bound dude uh, yelling at you when you're, you're like, 22. seven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they, uh, they, they brushed off my, uh, my neck with a little talcum powder, which turned out not to that be talcum powder, and, uh, and I got high <laughs> off of uh, I was real energetic. a little cocaine dust. <laughs> real energetic. Little cocaine dust. So that's uh, Bill's barbershop story. All right, well, Don, you sent uh, a lot of uh, topics in this week, and I wasn't sure which one to start with. 
Uh, so I'm going to cut most of them, but I'm going to use this one. I thought it was a weird question. You asked, uh, would any of us date a black guy? I, I, did not, <laughs> I did not send any questions in. It's a weird question for many reasons, Don, but we'll talk about that next week. Wow. Along with delaying our conversation about why God lets good things happen or bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to good people. With our regular sports section, Radio for Winners, talking sports. That's not as good as our other one. Three guys who have no business talking sports. <laughs> I'm surprised sports. we even pretend anymore. <laughs> Last week the, was the worst sports segment that anyone's ever done. <laughs> this week is even better. Even better. Because I think we're going to talk about the NCAA uh, Final Four uh, college basketball brackets that we're not doing. March Madness. March I still Madness. might do mine. I still might uh, fill one out. Now, I asked you if we should do a, uh, if we do, we should do a show bracket, and you said no. Well, like, I thought you meant like a league, like our NASCAR league that has six players. How do you do a league that's something that lasts like three or four weeks? I think we need to take a break on the leagues. <laughs> Just my opinion. Also Looking shows. Says, <laughs> says the guy that can't remember his Fox Fantasy NASCAR uh, password. I think that's just a convenient reason not to play. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm still going to sign in. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, really don't follow college basketball. I, did, I used to do brackets because it was just fun to see if I could beat people without watching any college basketball at all. But I really suck at it. It's, I, I'm I really, really bad at it. There's two things I find bizarre about college basketball is what happened to the Big East. The Big East I used to follow all the time. Suddenly, like half the teams are there. Like, uh, and then also the ACC, which I also follow or used to follow, is like completely different now. Like Syracuse went from the Big East to the ACC a couple of years ago. Uh, it's just very bizarre. I don't like it. I don't like that Maryland left a- the ACC, even though they're a good team this year. I don't know. It just it bothers me with the way the conferences are set up. Well, I get very confused because some of the teams are in certain divisions for certain sports. So, like, I think Notre Dame is in the ACC, but strictly for basketball. But they're not. And, like, Penn State is in the, the Big Ten, but only for football. I, I'm very confused by the whole thing. I don't, I don't understand it. I barely understand what goes on in my house on a daily basis, let alone try to understand that. We will have a guest on uh, that will explain it uh, at some point. Now, that guest won't be able to join us. They'll have to email the questions <laughs> in and, and email we'll the answers. Like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, getting back to the NCAA, the problem I don't like about this tournament, and that is just started a couple of years ago, is I don't like the play-in games. I don't think it's fair to the people who actually earned a spot because so, it's not like it's just the top two 16 seeds. Like they have the like the 11 seeds the other is it night. Still six, is it still 64 teams in? It's 64, but there's two. I think there's uh, four other teams that play so in. So it's 62. 62 are guaranteed in, and then four play their way in for the last two spots. That's right. Okay. Right. So now you got like Anne Arundel Community College has got to go against like Kentucky because they've played their way in. Exactly. So now Anne Arundel Community College is going to last maybe uh, the first half of the of the of the first round. But no if Anne Arundel County Community College does beat Kentucky, they'll play that one shining moment song, which I do find to be very fascinating during this time of year. Did I ever tell you guys a story about the two bodybuilders at Bill's Barbershop that did the walk on <laughs> at Anne Arundel Community College basketball team and made the league? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The show has gone completely downhill since uh, Jeremy's bladder break. I apologize. Yeah, we had I to take apologize. a little bit of a pause there in the middle of our story with a big. F- we should get you like a foam finger. <laughs> should put that big foam finger up like you got something. Now I took off this Friday, uh, and I have some uh, f- uh, some family in town, 
and we're going to try to do some brewery stops. And I'm thinking about uh, making, maybe making it so uh, I get to watch some of these games while I'm drinking, which will make it fun. I'll tell you what is fun with this, uh, this uh, tournament is being in Vegas during it. Now, have you been in Vegas for not it? For, not for the NCAA. <clears throat> no. But one we time I the, did. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I went for the, we were in there for the NBA finals one year. But, uh, I'm trying to find a way to swing it to go for the, uh, the fight in May. There's no way. I mean, not the way I can go. Maybe you can go. No, I've got no way to go. What are you, out of your mind? I have four kids. <laughs> I'll be out here watching it on that TV, maybe, if I decide I want to pay that money to, to watch it on that TV. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not interested. I'm done with boxing. But it's the fight of the century. It's the fight of the century by two guys who are in their mid-50s. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old are these guys now? I don't know, but that was a, that was a pretty good transition there. That's very smooth. Man. Very smooth. I don't think we have anything else to talk about with boxing, actually. No, but we have more sports. Do you have anything else to talk about with the NCAA? No. Well, I was just I was just bringing it up because Don had asked if we're going to do a bracket like a group, and, and I just think since our NASCAR league was so successful, maybe we should take a break from leagues. I am doing <laughs> – I am uh, – my, my family's doing a, a bracket, so I'll be filling that out too. And uh, I am going to have uh, Lego Man fill out a couple brackets as well just to see how uh, – just to see how he does at uh, – at picking it, but I am hesitant because when he learns a new sport, he tends to follow it very, very closely, and I don't think that I can put up with watching back-to-back-to-back-to-back-back basketball games for the next four weeks. It beats kids' shows. Well, that is that is true. Could give me six an, hours of Phineas and Ferb. Could give me a reason to go into the basement and just take a nap while he's watching the basketball games. And that sounds. Tell awesome. my wife that I'm actually bonding with him. Yeah, or no, something. we're. I'm, I'm bonding with uh, whatever his name is. Flippo? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> well, the way that he looks at life is so uh, so enchanting. Well, I mean, that, that's nice you do a family league. That's pretty cool. That's what you're doing a family league for your, uh, your fantasy. Well, too. yeah, the football we do one. So they, they decided this year they're going to try to do a, uh, a, a fantasy league for, for or a bracket challenge for. Uh, for when you guys league. are out and about uh, with your coworkers, are they constantly talking about filling out brackets at work? Uh, no. No. no, actually, my office not not either. But um, I also don't look approachable, so my coworkers don't talk to me. <laughs> I'll, mine, mine will talk about uh, World Cup, but uh, that's uh, it's not for another year. I think you got some time on that. <laughs> I think I think I've got some time on that. Yes, I'm pretty sure on the conference calls I have coming up this week, I'm going to hear about the bracket uh, at least 47 times. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to talk about Bernard Pierce at all? Yeah, I thought we were going to do that in the news. Old I guess Bernie not. Pierce. Oh, well, it's, it's sports. I'm still going to cover it. Oh, sports. okay. Well, so okay, you got to organize this a little bit better. You're the host of this show. I mean, I'm I, not the host I, of the come show. Come on, Jeremy. As the host of the show, one, you shouldn't be taking pee breaks during the show. <laughs> <laughs> and that Two, ends our sports, sports coverage. The radio for winners. That does it because we're going to talk about Bernard Pierce. Okay, fine. All right, so Bernard Pierce gets arrested for DUI. That's right. On St. Patrick's Day Eve. And the first thing that you see across the entire any sports wire out there is Ravens player gets a, another Ravens player gets arrested. So I guess you know you know the time that I spent on the West Coast, the only thing that you hear is you know the Ravens have a bunch of criminals that that play for them. <laughs> and you were in Raiders country. I, yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, my God. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just interesting to see that um, everybody has this perception since Ray Lewis killed those people in Atlanta. That, <laughs> allegedly. That allegedly. Um, but uh, everybody, seems, everybody seems to think that the Ravens have a team full of criminals, and maybe they could be right. But the question that I have, the Ravens released him today. Yep. 
would they have released him? And and, and look, the, the chances of him actually making the team again, like Terrence Cody getting arrested and him making the team, they, it was was very slim. He he didn't do a lot of anything last year. But the, the question becomes, if this was pre Ray Rice, would they have released him? No, not not after the arrest. Maybe after the after uh, he went to courts, if he was found guilty, or if other things happened around the same case. But just getting arrested? No, not the day after. But see, the interesting thing that I find is that what happens now to Bernard Pierce? Let's say Bernard Pierce is fantastic running back. The Ravens now, from a PR standpoint, having to clean up from the Ray Rice mess, have to release him. In this post-Ray Rice era, no teams can really go after him and pick him up. Well, I think they have to wait until after the court case at this point because if not, you'll lose him when he gets if he gets convicted. Yeah, but I, I mean, even still, I think teams are real hesitant no, to go out and People are going to pick him up. He's a good. Actually, is he even a good player? No. I feel like he kind of got uh, overshadowed bad. by Forsett last year. He well, was. he was supposed to. He was supposed to pick <clears> up <throat> the, the the slack from Ray Rice. He was supposed to be the number one running back, but he he, he wasn't. He wasn't very good. He's good. I think he's... he'll find uh, he'll find another team. He has at least a walk on because of the fact that uh, DWI is not treated the same as. Yeah, uh, I, I, I I definitely agree, but I, it's just I, I find it very interesting now that if you get charged with anything, a team you know almost from a PR standpoint, you have to release him. I'm just it just seems that way. Like you know you can't nowadays you sort of you, you can't really pick and choose what you're going to draw the line in the sand and say I'm going to defend this player because he drinks and drives. You kind of have to just go ahead and release him just from a PR standpoint. Yeah, I think that's true. Right now, that's probably true. But I, I think he'll end up somewhere else. I mean, he's he's not a, a young, young player, so maybe I, not. Maybe You don't see done. Ray – where's Ray Rice signed? I, I think we'll still see him again, though. I think we will, too. I, it's just a – and I think that's actually going to define how these types of things get handled in the future as well. Adrian he Peterson will be doesn't with the be... Buffalo Bills. Andrew Peterson could by, play with Minnesota uh, if he wanted to play with Minnesota right now. He doesn't want to play for Minnesota. Why do you think he's going to go to Buffalo? Uh, Rex Ryan. Yeah, but they just signed. Um, they just traded for uh, what's his name, McCoy, right? Doesn't matter. They like to uh, sign. Uh, Rex Ryan loves misfits. That's why he got Vic back in uh, Philadelphia. It's very true. I, I I do. I know that we talked about the uh, the Eagles uh, last week and all of our friends that are Eagles fans that are out there. But did you see the story this week about uh, who they tried out as quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> Tim Tebow. <laughs> You know, that, there's no harm in trying him out. If nothing else, it kept people talking about the Eagles. Well, the rumor is that the things that I've been reading is that he, he's been working with Tom Brady's quarterback coach, and uh, apparently he these looks pretty pretty sharp. So the question is, I might take a chance on him. I, I just I also find it weird that uh, apparently the rumor is that the Browns are going to trade a first-rounder for Bradford. So even though the Eagles just picked up Sam Bradford from, from the Rams, now the, the Browns are interested in trading a first-rounder. I don't think they're going to trade him, though. I think I know they wanted him. They said they would take you him. You get a but. first round. You get a first rounder. You're going to trade him. Yeah, but then what are those, what's that leaving with Sanchez? Uh, yeah, Ugh. Sanchez Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> I think they already said no to Tebow. But good lord, somebody get me a uh, somebody get me a an antacid. Well, hopefully, if anyone's still listening after our amazing sports coverage, <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a time for cut our... that up. Cut that up for a sports demo show well. that we're going to do. <laughs> On the on the weekends, it'll be huge. It'll be a massive show. AM five eighty. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have a better chance of getting on a sports station at a news station when you listen to our regular segment, Radio for Winners, and the news. That's right, Radio for Winners and the news. Then we take one, two, three, four, sometimes seventeen stories. We take all the facts out that everyone else already talked about. We put new facts in, blend it up in a blender, give it to you as news to tell your friends. 
Nice. Sometimes the whole show is news. Sometimes we have no topics. We just go through Google News right before we go on and right talk about it the whole time. <laughs> Tonight we did the opposite. We really had no news, so we scraped it up from nowhere. Did you guys watch HBO's The Jinx? I didn't know anything about it until... I guess Probably it this was, Sunday. <laughs> well, it was it was Sunday, but it was like Sunday morning. I don't know. We were watching. Um, I, I don't know. I seemed to be up very early on Sunday, so I was watching like the Today Show Sunday Morning Edition, and then they were talking about the show. So I didn't know anything about it until then. So I I, I have not watched it. I I do know the concept behind it and what has happened since. But um, have, did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. But uh, it's amazing, Tony. Did you watch any of this? I haven't watched. I, I'm I'm caught up on the. Uh, the events, but I haven't actually watched the the show or the uh, documentary. So, in case Don only did two seconds of research, since he didn't watch it before, I understand. And uh, and also for the listeners at home, who I'm sure know more about it than I do, and are not at home, and are not at home, they're all at work, and they're all on their treadmills, or they're walking, or they're in their cubes. <laughs> uh, the Jinx is about Robert Durst, who is uh, the lead singer eldest. of Biscuit. No. Nope, he's the eldest son of the the Hearst family. Patty uh, Hearst, Durst, Durst oh, family. Durst. My fault. Uh, they are basically real estate. Uh, did you watch the show? I did not watch. <laughs> Brother of Will Durst. Uh, anyway, none of that's important. What's important is that his family is very rich and very well known in New York. But in 1982, his wife vanished under mysterious causes. Uh, a few months after she said she was going to file divorce from him. Can you vanish under not mysterious causes? Uh, well, you could vanish. Let's say you're both on a cruise and uh, your wife accidentally falls off well, the boat. She didn't vanish. You know where she is. She well, just she, fell off a boat. But you didn't see. You don't find a body. She's vanished. And then you go in back to your room and you shave your awkward mustache. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get played five years from now. <laughs> Court evidence. <laughs> but at least I could then say I did the interview before I decided to push my wife off. Hot mic. Cruise. <laughs> Hot mic. Hot mic. So after his, his, uh, his wife vanishes in 1982, uh, then one of his very best friends uh, is found dead in her home when he's conveniently uh, in her state, which is California. He lives in New York. He was in California, and then when he flies back the next day. Now, she's the daughter of... Of a mob, of a mob boss, right? She was writing a book uh, about her her life and therefore some connections to the mob. So that's what was blamed at the time was that she uh, was digging too deep in that world. It was a mob hit. But then, uh, maybe maybe eight years later, he had a roommate. Uh, I mean, a housemate, like a, a neighbor in like a flop house uh, that he was living in, dressed as a woman, uh, who he killed. And cut up into little pieces and That's threw in the water. That's the weird one that kind of gets me. Like uh, how he actually got off from that. Yes. <laughs> when you cut somebody into pieces, you're thinking, okay, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's something more behind self-defense. Well, he, he did. He did get arrested for, uh, I believe, it was tampering with a body. Uh, he did. He did get finally convicted <laughs> with something, but he wasn't convicted of murder. So he was only in jail for a little bit. Uh, and then he's back in New York, where he's he he got millions of dollars from his family to not be involved with the business at some point in the past. So at, he's basically free and clear. He could do whatever he wants to do. He could he could just drive around and and visit anywhere he wants to go, or just be a weirdo. And he decides that the best plan of action is to uh, contact a person who made a a movie about his life and do a a one on one, no holds barred set of interviews. So and then he, um, you know, his brother was apparently scared of him as well and had to hire a bodyguard yes. to sort of protect him because he felt that it, you know this guy could 
kill him. And right. there were several family members that were definitely suspicious about him. But the, the documentary, they they kept the mics sort of going. And then I, I looked at the envelope, the handwriting, which I, to me, it looked like sloppy police work as to why he was actually still free today. But So they reintroduced new evidence and he gets arrested. But then I heard this morning that he... In the hotel room that they they got him in, what, what was in New Orleans? Yeah, he he had like forty two thousand dollars in cash, uh-huh. um, a handgun, a handgun uh, with I think there was two bullets in it. So clearly to kill somebody and then kill himself. Um, and there was uh, like a rubber mask. Yeah, and uh, apparently a bunch of UPS tracking numbers. <laughs> Now, personally, to me, I'm trying to track down the UPS tracking numbers because he apparently said that he was UPSing himself a bunch of cash. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he was so he was, he was to looking flee the to country make now that this, yes. this documentary has been on the air. And also, he had downloaded seven episodes of Radio for Winners. Yep. So clearly, clearly, no taste, two bullets, <laughs> and a degenerate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the the last episode of the show was on Sunday uh, at nine nine p.m. or eight p.m. Eastern time. He was arrested Sunday morning or Saturday night, Sunday morning in, in New Orleans trying to flee the country uh, because at the end of the of the documentary, they left the mic on him and he goes to the bathroom and he basically admits to all the murders yes. <laughs> in the bathroom, talking to himself in the bathroom. Like he was totally free. If he wouldn't have decided he needed to do these to get his story out, which no one wanted to hear his story anyway. He would have been totally free. Well, but that's sort of the psychopath mindset. Because my understanding is, is that he's been extradited and he's in a mental hospital, is what I understand it to be. I would be. not be surprised. Yeah, I, I mean, that. but that's sort of the psychopath sort of mindset, is that he, uh, the only way that it works is if he does get caught, so that people talk about him more. Well, that, that's the only thing I can think of, is he also hates his family. Uh, one, of the, one of the big parts of the documentary is going into his family history. So I think this is also just one huge F you to his family, to now drag their whole name. And his name back out in the the major press now, you know it's it's a national. Well, story. he's back in the press. He's if it right, wasn't a national story. Wouldn't talk about. Had a documentary done about him. He's in the press. I mean, he's he's everywhere. Then now there's going to be a there's it's back in California, which means that they got the cameras in the court. So he's going to be back in the limelight. Look at the in depth conversations that we can have about sports, and then we can then transition it into, uh, you know, just documentaries on HBO. We are an in depth. Podcast. Well, let's bring Absolutely it back down to earth. Absolutely seamless. Let's bring it back down to earth. Hold because... on, I think I got to pee. <laughs> let's pause it so I can go to the bathroom again. <laughs> uh, but after that, before we pause it, we have another story. Thirty minute podcast. <laughs> I had to pee six times. I have a very tiny butt. <laughs> you know who gets the best parking spots? Pregnant ladies. But who gets the second best parking spots? Crippled people. That's true. They get their handicapped spot uh, sticker wherever they want. Well, some people aren't putting up with it anymore, even if they're not crippled. Crippled people. I crippled don't think that that's the appropriate term. It is. You it's get the, these cripples. <laughs> from the International Cripple Society, ICS. <laughs> I don't I don't believe that that's the appropriate term. I'm, I mean, I haven't done any research on it, but I'm pretty sure that was ICS. Okay. Uh, Tony sent me this story, and unfortunately I didn't get a chance to get into it too, uh, too big before the show because I was trying to go to the bathroom six times. But... Uh, <laughs> So a woman uh, in 2014 lost her leg in a horrible accident in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, so her office com- or her housing complex has gotten her a special spot. And, uh, and of course, she has a handicapped sticker. And uh, uh, her son used to joke about it constantly. 
uh, to the point that his <laughs> friends didn't believe him, that his mother had actually lost his leg until they came over to help him move. And it turns out his mother only had one leg. I was telling this story to my wife before we, we, we jumped on here, and uh, she did say, did, did Tony write this story? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've all made mistakes. Yes, we have. Um, but this woman only has one leg from her mistake. So the point was, she has a special spot, but someone else in the complex has been parking in her special handicapped spot. And especially with the ice, uh, she's fallen a number of times. She only has one leg. She's trying to learn how to walk with her prosthetic leg. So she writes a very nice note, and leaves it on the car, no. and basically explains... That's, that's the problem. She did not write a nice note. That's right. He never she wrote, wrote a nice note. She wrote a note that, was, uh, that she said basically was strongly worded uh. or firm. Okay, so keep going. So she wrote a firm note. She's still on the right, though. This was her spot. And she the person is right. in the spot did not have right. a handicap sticker. Now, was it sign. a handicap spot, or was it just a spot that they kind of said, we're going to let Jane park here? It doesn't um, say it in the article, it, but it, that's, you know. It says they agreed to give her handicap parking space, but it may not have been a permanently labeled handicap spot. Right. That's, you know, that's sort of, you know. Jane gets in a horrible crash and she loses a leg, but we're just going to give this space right here in front of the apartment complex to Jane, even though it's not a handicapped spot. Or as I call them, cripple holes. That's that's exactly what you call them, yeah. (laughs) So she comes back out and there's another note on her car. And it starts as pleasant as you'd think a note would start. Hey, handicap. First, never place your hands on my car again. Second... Honey, you ain't the one. You ain't the only one with struggles. You want pity? Go to a one-leg support group. <laughs> Did you write this, by the way? I might have. You, you, didn't you call messed her with the wrong one. I don't care what your note said. Shove it. But you touch my car again, I'll file a report. I am not playing. I let the office know the crybaby one leg touches my property. I will cause trouble. So go cry your struggles to someone who cares. Because I'm walking away with both of mine. Bam. <laughs> oh wow. And then she wrote it, bitch. Yeah, she She's, did. Yeah. It says expletive because it's a very fancy yes. article. I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, people obviously are sympathizing for the woman who lost her leg, and they've you know come to her like kind of a defense, saying that uh, this person's awful for boiling her, boiling her with the, uh, with uh, you know with this boiling note. Her? Uh, I don't know what I'm. I I've had two ESBs. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what, what word you meant to say there. <laughs> Bull. Bullying her. (laughs) (laughs) It's been her neighbors are mad. They're boiling her. (laughs) I think we just uh, found the the title of the new show: Boiling. We we talk in depth about about the Durst issue. We talk in depth about sports, but we can't can't use the word bullying. We can't. (laughs) So, but then, like, I was reading the rest of this article, and I was like, clearly, uh, you know, on the side of the of the cripple, and uh, as as we should be. But then I'm like, what did this woman do? Like, she has gone to uh, her. She's complained because she got this letter, this, uh, this, uh, you know, this nasty uh, letter. She went to uh, the resident uh, management, which I understand. But then she's also gone to the police. And it's like, okay, now you're just being kind of twatty. I mean, you got people write handwritten notes all the time. Come on, let's just calm down. But what did she say? She said, she goes, I'm walking away with both of mine. Both of mine. Yeah. That's. uh... That's nice. I mean, clearly that she's white trash, the person who wrote the note. But I actually, uh, I'm actually, I think they're both terrible people. 
not what I, I, I can I, I can understand where you're coming from with that. I mean, you obviously want to take some sort of sympathy with the person that is missing a limb. Uh, you know, but however, it sounds to me like there could be some additional whining going on there, and I guess maybe the neighborhoods had enough of it. You know what I mean? Like they've been pushed to their to their brink. But I do get pissed off when people touch my car too. You know what I mean? Like they put like a flyer underneath my windshield. I'm like, man, that pisses me off. You? Yeah, I don't bother me. It doesn't bother you. <laughs> Tony's also the one that uh, when he comes to town, they put the flyers on his car asking him if he needs body work. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> that is true. Well, all the dents all over it normally. You realize I've been stopped three <laughs> times by people asking me if I need body work. How does that happen? I sir, guess it's all the dents. Sir, it looks like your car was in some sort of an ambush. Uh, stop uh, bullying me. Stop boiling me. Stop boiling me. Stop boiling me. <laughs> <laughs> well, stop boiling me seems like an appropriate place to stop another Cracker Jack episode of Radio 400 because I have to go to the bathroom again. Again. But uh, again, for all the shows in 2015, Don will be singing out the show. I didn't sing last week. You did. You just didn't know the words. So you I sang, sang the wrong Red words. <laughs> the whole time. It was like so pretty this good. one, though, you requested. So hopefully, after this stupid ad, I hate YouTube's the worst. What? Now, why do you do that? Now, see, this is, this is the one that I get into trouble for. But look, it's going to tell Love us all about this. It's a great song. I'm not Have you guys seen the uh, the YouTube ad where they, the people are on the treadmills and they start dancing? I'm so annoyed by that. No, no, I have not. Soft. It's like synchronized dancing on a treadmill. I do I'm apologize like, for that ad, America or Africa. They did lose a band member this week, unfortunately. To what? ALS. Oh, that's tragic, Don. I am not going to sing it as if I had ALS. I, what would it sound like if you did? Just wondering. <laughs> I don't know. I hear the drums echoing tonight, but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. (laughs) Another Cracker Jack episode. That's terrible. That could be the worst thing we've done yet. Uh, Working on my impressions. I'll pick it up from here. Stopped an old man along the way. Hoping to find some long-forgotten words or ancient melodies. <laughs> you know this one, front to back. <laughs> Hurry, boy, she's waiting there for you. Sing along with me. No. Gotta take a lot to take me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men... Catch the waves. I bust the waves down in Africa. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Too much inflection in my voice there, I believe. (laughs) I think Jeremy just left. Why do good things happen to bad people? Bad things happen. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a very, very inappropriate episode. Alright, well, talk to you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. See you guys. Three, two, one, go. You can follow. You can. (laughs) Contact Radio for Winners on Twitter at Radio for Winners. Facebook.com. Search for Radio for Winners. Or if you want to send us an email, hit us up on the Gmail. RFWshow at gmail.com. Well, there you have it, folks. Another happy ending from the good people. Jimmy James Incorporated. (laughs) 